from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And Luke, we are all familiar with the fact that buying decisions are made on emotion and justified with logic. And if you're in tune with what your prospects are feeling during the sales process, you can not only address it, you can actually use that to help them along the decision-making process. So today we're going to talk about the main emotions that your prospects are feeling during the sale and what to do with them, right? <laughs> how to, how to address how them, to how to acknowledge use it. their emotions against their them. Well, I'm, I'm just kidding. This That's isn't not a, what we're doing. Well, it is. Okay, we're kind of doing that. <laughs> but here's the thing that this is the, I guess, one of the core or key points of this whole episode is that if you're not understanding as a salesperson that people buy on emotion, you are missing out on so many deals. I mean, there was like, I think studies done of even how people make decisions Mm -hmm. and it's more emotionally driven than it is logically driven. And this is why, I mean, a perfect example I always give to our salespeople is like a car. There's so many cars that can literally fulfill the utility that you're looking for, getting you in transportation from point A to point B. But why do some people buy Lamborghinis and some people buy Toyota Mm -hmm. Camrys, right? There's an emotion involved. There's something there that's causing them to want that flavor of car. And so once you understand that, then you understand, hey, I've got to tap into somebody's emotion to actually get them to take or make a decision and and actually buy something or do something. So let's go over the first, and this is probably the biggest one. And I think this is the emotion that drives most decision-making in life. And that is fear, right? So there's so much fear involved when making a buying decision because there's fear of the unknown. There's fear of missing out. Yeah. There's so many different uh, areas where fear comes into play. Uh, so how do you kind of recognize that? And then I guess more importantly, where do you go once you understand, okay, the person is feeling this right now. How do you, um, how do you, uh, you uh, <laughs> utilize it? Well, not utilize it, but how do you overcome almost that objection of fear? Yeah. So, okay. So One is you want to make sure you get them tapped into the fear of if they don't use your solution, and it's not even necessarily your solution, but this is what you're getting at, then they are really going to experience the pain that they don't want to experience. So there is a good aspect of fear in sales. You've got to get to tap into that. What is Josh's fear that he's missing out on? So a perfect example of this would be like if you're selling insurance policies, right? Mm. You really want to understand what's the fear of this person? What is, what's the real reason they want to buy an mm-hmm. insurance policy? Because it's not about the insurance policy. It has nothing to do with whether it's you purchase the policy from Lincoln or AIG or whatever these insurance brokerages are. It has everything to do with, if I pass away, my daughter, Evelyn, is not going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So that fear, that is what I have to tap into to really get that person to be paying attention to me. Then when it comes down to actually buying the product, then you have the flip and the reverse is the fear is, is this actually the right policy for me? Right, right, right. And that's most of the time the hard part for salespeople is that someone like when it comes to us is the the magazine, right? The fear is, yeah, I get it. I need to keep in touch with my database. Yeah, the magazine sounds like a really creative and unique way, an effective way to do it. But what if it's not? 
Mm-hmm. What if I'm wasting my money? And it's the fear that they've spent their money on something that's not going to work. And in the end, they don't get the referrals that they're looking to get. They've spent their hard-earned money and now they're back at square one. What I actually teach our salespeople to do is there's a side of fear that actually is a little bit irrational. And one of the keys to overcoming fear is to be real with people that I'll, I'll do this on calls all the time and say, hey, look, I totally understand where you're at. I call that the fear of the unknown. So like I could sit here till I'm blue in the face and tell you about our reviews. And so subconsciously, I'm kind of in. I could tell you we have 4.7 stars out of five on Facebook. I could tell you we've worked with 100,000 people. I could tell you this is the results, which is all true. But I'm just a salesperson telling you these stats, and you're still going to have ultimately a certain level of fear. Mm -hmm. And there's two tactics that you can do here. One is you can do what's called the trial close, is, hey, that's why we offer the trial. We want you to experience this for yourself. Once you experience it, that ultimately will be the thing that gives you the reason to move forward because seeing what you experience is obviously going to give you the faith to go on. But then there's a second way, which is you actually tap into, hey, you, the confidence of put your trust in me because I've been there and I've done this before. So if you're a real estate agent, they're going to have fears of whether or not they should list in this market because where am I going to buy? I don't want to buy at the height of the market or is the market really at the peak or should I wait for a little bit because I might be able to get more for my listings? You're the trusted professional. You have to overcome that fear that they have with the confidence of your experience. And that also taps into another point that just pops into my head here of notice how my voice is getting stronger, (laughs) louder, right? So much of emotion is dictated by inflection, Mm. but is dictated by your ability to, in your voice and in your tonality and what you're giving, you got to portray to people that confidence to help them overcome that fear. So when you're really trying to really overcome someone's fear, understand that you're really not going to be able to. You could speak to your blue in the face of all the reasons why logically they shouldn't have that fear. But remember, people don't buy on logic. They buy on emotion. So two plus, it doesn't feel right in my gut, I think is the example. What does that even mean? Right. It doesn't feel right in my gut. You've got to make sure you're in a, get into a state of rapport with them, which is ultimately trust to get them to step out in faith that, hey, this is the right decision because I'm putting my faith in i.e. your product or I'm putting my faith in i.e. this person because they've been there and what they've done. No, I love it. I mean, I love how you say you've got to get them into that sense of comfort. So what's the opposite of fear? It would be comfort. So once you can get that trust built with them, and that's through, this could be through multiple conversations. It could be multiple mm-hmm. calls. It could be in a single uh, call, depending on how uh, well you're able to move them out yeah. of that fear state. Correct. It um, could be also by your results, right? So um, people, you know, sharing with people experiences that other people yeah. have had. I should have said stories instead of results. Like stories are so powerful. So when someone says, oh, I'm not sure. Hey, look, I totally understand. In fact, I just met with a couple yeah, last week. Exactly. They were in the same fear spot that you are right now. Yeah. All right. So the second one is uh, frustration. So this is really kind of, this is something that your, your prospects could be at. This could be frustration over the fact that you're trying to get them to make a decision. This could be frustration that is coming from external factors. Like maybe uh, they have something that is uh, crucial to their success and they can't get to it or it's broken. They're unable to reach their goal. You want to make sure that you are listening, that you are presenting yourself as the solution to their situation to move them out of that state of frustration. I don't know if that ties yeah, in I think with any biggest, of the other ones that you were looking at there. Well, too, the but. biggest pain uh, point I think salespeople run into when it comes to states of frustration is the same thing they, they run into with uh, objections. We try to present solutions right away. 
And I, I hate to use this example, but I think of like my own marriage, right? And sometimes like Megan, when she's voicing a frustration, she doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want me to solve the problem, right, right, right. right? She doesn't want me to just come back with my two-step process of how she can solve the problem. She wants to be able to vent her frustration because that gives her, just getting it off her chest, it obviously makes her feel better. So I think the key point in tying the relationship aspect to the sales aspect is you really have to practice active listening and understand, okay, this is the frustration they feel. Repeat back to them so they feel like they're heard. Hey, I'm, I, th- I want to make sure I'm understanding. This that's, is your pain good. point. This is what yeah. you're going through. And then you go the same type of idea. Hey, look, I totally understand where you're coming from. In fact, this reminds me of a client that I've worked with. This is what we ended up doing. This is where they ended up being after we did that. The reason why that process is so powerful of referencing something outside of them is because it actually takes the pressure off of them and it builds that trust again because in a sales funnel, you're really trying to build trust. The spotlight is off them at that point. Correct. Right. And they can breathe and kind of actually focus on, all right, what is, what does this mean if I make this decision? Yep. Uh, The third one that we'll talk about is this idea of desire or hope uh, that that your prospect might be feeling uh, when going through the sales uh, process. This is really one, where you want to tap into this idea of, hey, in your in in an ideal world, what would X look like to you? And mm-hmm. try and get to the point where you can identify what their desire, what their hope really is, and then tie that back to your value proposition. Yeah, Tony Robbins always teaches like there's two things that uh, people uh, cause people to move: pain and desire. Mm. Right. So the fear is kind of taps into the pain aspect. The frustration is the pain aspect. The desire aspect is where do they want to be. And Jeffrey Gitmer, who is, or Gitmer, however you pronounce his name, who's a famous sales trainer, he talks about um, this in terms of like envy. Yeah. Like, what do they actually want to, like, maybe they're looking at someone else, competition or something out in front of them, and they want to be that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, tactically wise, right, it's again referencing, like, for us, right, if I'm calling a real estate agent or if I'm calling an insurance agent and I know the top producer in that area, if I mention that person's name, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times that person knows that person and they envy and they want to be in that that place. Yep. They desire yep. that. So they immediately listen to me because I'm talking about someone who has achieved something that they want and a desire to. they want. Yeah. And so I can tap into that from an emotional standpoint to get them to listen to me for my pitch. Yeah. So that's a one way you would use the desire tactically. Any other emotions that you've kind of encountered yep. or um, have seen in your... Yep. Years of not only selling, but training. Yeah. So I'll give you one more that's super, super powerful, which is, I always reference it as like the charity sale, but um, altruism is yeah. um, how Jeffrey Gittimer kind of references is people will do things because they, the joy of literally giving back and helping others. And it is such a powerful sales weapon. Have you ever bought that box of Girl Scout cookies yes, that you, you didn't have. actually want? Or, or rounded up your change at the, at the cash register, yeah. right? But that, that tapping in to, hey, doing this because you're giving back, doing this, like, I'm no joke here. This is how deep it can get. I can be on the phone with somebody and go, look. Josh, I know we've been on the phone for 45 minutes. I know it's something you want to do. I'm just like you, man. I'm a salesman just like you. 
this is my listening presentation. And I know you want to do this. You're thinking about it. We wouldn't have been on the phone for 45 minutes if you did not want to do this or you did not see value. It's why we offer the trial. I want you to experience it. And I would really appreciate you giving me a shot, one salesman to another. Mm-hmm. And that, it, now just well, you're, doing you're, that you're is not going to get Josh right, to right, buy. Right. But the buildup, because I gave him a value proposition because of all the yeah. setup. You've built the rapport, the rapport already. Right. Now I can get him over that edge of making the decision because he's like, ah, yeah, I know what it's like to be in sales. I'll help you out. But kid. that's so crucial in terms of when to understand the emotion and when to use the emotion, yes. though, because you're not going into the uh, sale. Hey, I'm a salesperson just yes, like correct, you. I'd love if you gave me a shot. They'd be like, you've, F you, man. <laughs> you've gone through all of those other different emotions that correct. person is experiencing and have overcome them with uh, with the case studies, with the testimonials, with the rapport right. that you're building before actually being able because to remember you can speak to your blue in the face logically of why your insurance policy is the one to go with it doesn't matter <laughs> right why this house is is the one to go with i mean put your product in there why our magazine's the one to go with and it all logically makes sense you have your stats you have the reason why they should choose you and not somebody else but at the end of the day they're still going to be sitting there going i just don't know and they need to be given things to help encourage movement and tapping into that kind of giving back mentality is a powerful emotion to get people to go, you know what? Yeah, I am. I, I kind of do want to do it. I'll help you out, kid. Yeah. And once you've ingrained that idea that people make the decision based on their emotion and then they go back and they rationalize it yeah. with the logic and all the statistics. Where to- this is from a marketing standpoint yeah. uh, happens all the time is at the end of quarters. Mm. At the end, it's like hitting a quota. You'll see a lot of quota-based salespeople use this at the end because there's two things at play there from an emotional standpoint. One is the, the consumer knows they're getting a deal because it's the end of the quarter, right? So they know, oh, I'm probably getting a good deal here because they're under the gun. And then second is, yeah, I'll help you out. Hit, hit your ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Those are the emotions that you're going, that your prospects are going to be feeling during the sales process and how you can use that to help them make that buying decision. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you're looking for ways to support the show, we really appreciate it. There's only two ways that we ask. We don't charge for this. This is our emotional close here. All right. You're a podcaster just like us. <laughs> Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed and leave a five-star review along Give with a back. comment to let us know how we're doing. And then the best way is to tell a friend and share this episode on social media. Speaking of emotions, this week's dad joke, why did the cookie cry? Why did the cookie cry? It was in crumble. His parents were a wafer so long. <laughs> <laughs> that he was sad and he cried. Thank you. Wait, I love terrible. that Thank one. Yes. No, a good I, I got to bring the sound box back. We need to get the laugh track going again. Yeah. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. Add emotional selling to your toolbox. You need to have that EQ, that emotional intelligence to understand, hey, what's going on in the minds of the prospects? The one that I would really have you hone in on is spend time understanding truly this person's pain. It's uh, maybe the discovery portion of your sales process, but tap in to what is the real pain that this person has. I'm talking about if this doesn't happen for them, what is it that they're going to be feeling? What is it that they are actually scared of and afraid of? Once you understand that, 
then you can really use that to your advantage when you're giving your value proposition. And then at the close and you're going and saying, hey, look, you're always going to have fear of whether or not my product works or not. But let me remind you of the pain you told me about. And that's ultimately what we got to bring a solution to. So I'm looking for you to give me a chance. Use the pain emotion in your selling process. It's the most powerful emotion, I believe. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 